Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We got 25 more minutes of this show. I'm Tim with Ed, and Steve Jordahl's down in the studio. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. It may be, may be the best 25 minutes of the show. I'm not saying that it's Maybe. definitely. It remains it, to be seen. It does. Hey, Jury's Steve, out. What, what's going on uh, with the sp- uh, in space right now. So they just took a SpaceX just launched a rocket to the International Space Station, and on it were American astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut. And of course, you know, in the middle of the war with Russia and the oil and the Nord Stream two pipelines, there was, you know, the, the there was one it, people were wondering if this is going to go off, but apparently it has. So it's the first time that the SpaceX now has go taken off can mean a lot of things when you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Be successful. You Pull think. the launch off, whether they, they would actually launch the thing or not. And what I love is SpaceX reuses its boosters. They actually, they, 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 when the booster is done, like the old spacecraft, they would jettison it, you know. Just, yes. And it falls back down to Earth, and they actually direct it down to a platform, and it lands. Really? And they reuse it again. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You know, Elon Musk, this is his company, right? Yes, sir. He's, I, I he's kind of smart. I, guy. I can't remember in the in the history of, of the US. I know he's South African, but he's probably he's got dual citizenship or I don't know. See he he's probably also an American citizen, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. What do you got a picture of him? I, no, I got a picture of this thing landing that Ed said he hasn't seen. Yeah, I'm I'm looking up Elon Musk to uh, see if he's got dual citizenship. citizenship. Anyway, my point is this guy is it's rare that you well rare it's never heard of. I mean, there's only one guy like him. I think that has enough uh, sense to uh, you know super intelligent. Uh, where you can understand these complexities of, of space rockets and electric cars, for yeah. example, and combine that with good business savvy. Right. Right? And then, he, oh, by the way, I think I'll buy Twitter for $40 billion or whatever like it is. What is he? Is he, is he 50 yet? What age is he? Um, he he is 51. So, you know, do you know that he also owns a tunneling company? Well, I, I'm I, shocked. I do too. So. That, and and <laughs> he's no working on high speed underground. A tunneling company. What is that exactly? A, a I know what a tumbler that built, is. That, that drills tunnels. So so for high speed rail. For high speed rail, yeah. And he's well, working he, on the high speed rail. He's part. just one of those one in a billion type of people. Or one in forty billion. Oh yeah, it might, billion, might be right? even higher higher than that. Who who's just. At a, at a different level of creativity and I just t- I'm just glad I wasn't in his class, man. Huh? Right. And you, and your and your and your 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 parent your mom says to you, why can't you be like Elon? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> huh? Look, look at the grades he makes. Look what he's doing with it. You need to be more like Elon, okay? Yeah. Now. And so- then and then later in life you go, well, that's why I wasn't more like Elon. Right. <laughs> I I can't find it. I I, I don't uh, know if he's. Uh, 
do you think you have to look in Elon Musk uh, high school yearbook and say whatever happened to? Yeah, no, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> hey, you remember this guy? Remember he was whatever the happened to Elon remember Musk? Remember he was yeah, the nerd. Whatever happened. He was the nerd. <laughs> you know, guess what? <laughs> that, that, that nerd now controls half the business world. Um, anyway, all right. So what do you got first, Crit? Uh, well, did you want to, by the way, did you want to mention the, the New York Post story? Oh, yeah. Because you, we had talked about it, and, and we were trying to okay, look it up so, online. so, Steve, I know you were working on your preparation for the, your half hour on this show. To make it the best half hour. Absolutely. I had, it, it takes work. And so, uh, while you were doing that, uh, we were talking about uh, all the forces that were aligned against President Trump. Oh, yeah. From the Democrats to the news media to the deep state to the big social giants. Yeah. I mean, they were all... And are still, by the way. Yes. So and I admit... I, I just wanted to just quickly say, I looked it up, Elon Musk is an American citizen. Okay, yeah. Pers oh, that's right, because he said he voted in yes. uh, the Texas election. That used to mean something. All right, I'm sorry. But no, but... I pulled a Tim Wildman. That's okay. No, no, you, I deserve to be interrupted every once in a while just to show me how it feels. Yeah. Huh? And to make a lot of our listeners happy. Yes. Huh? Got a note the other day. Tell Tim, this was a letter somebody yeah. wrote. They, they, were, they were fans of ours, AFA, yeah. and they, they liked the show, but tell Tim, to, please, please stop interrupting. We actually interrupt each other. I, I don't know why everyone just focuses on you. We it, we we try to wait for someone to take a breath because because it's a it's a talk show. It, yeah. it, it's we do that well, to each other. I, I'm not sure why. Do you think that they that they actually send you all the letters that they write about you that you see them all? The staff is the are staff? they hiding things from you? Somebody wanted me to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I apologize. I, I, I don't know, that, Tim. Okay. Yes. I don't know who put it on my desk, but somebody did. Well. I was, I was, I'm okay, right you, almost down right. the hall. You were so tired I, of being interrupted, weren't you, Ed? <laughs> Maybe this will make him hey, change. That, come to think of it, that also looks like your handwriting. Well, I, listen. On that note. Uh, I, I, uh, I got to do what I got to do. Okay, so what we were talking about. New York Post. I had mentioned a story that I had read, and I couldn't recall where I saw it. Uh, but it was about an accusation that the... Uh, FDA delayed the authorization of the use of the COVID vaccines hmm. by the companies uh, to wait till after the presidential election. I remember it was a day after the presidential election. Yeah. In order to uh, not allow that, yep. in order that to, to not allow President Trump to get credit for it. That's the strong suspicion because it had they they announced that they had vaccines the day after the election. Okay, so that we posted and that story so people can read it for themselves. Uh, this is an opinion piece in the New York Post, written by a doctor. Yes, it's on our Facebook page. So if you go to today's issues, then we're linking to that story, which was from September the twelfth, twenty twenty two. And the headline says, it seems clear Democrats pressured the FDA to delay the COVID vaccine to hurt Trump. So we were talking about all the forces arrayed against President Trump in the last election. Include in that 
the deep state uh, bureaucracies mm -hmm. like uh, the FDA, if this is true, that uh, that didn't want him to get credit oh. for the vaccine because that might help him in the polls. It would have. Uh, that might help him at the polls, I it should would've. say. Uh, you know what's trending on my Twitter feed today is the press went apoplectic when um, when uh, um, Donald Trump and Melania took off for a hurricane to see. I don't remember which one it was, but Melania was wearing heels. And the, the optics, you can't, you can't wear stiletto heels on the way to a trip like that. Oh, no. that, was when, that was when they were going to Houston. Yeah. When the, we had the hurricane down in Houston – well, he, and the, all the flooding and everything, I think that's when that was. And, and But, I mean, eight, nine, ten publications from Vogue to the New York Times, I think, uh, just took on how bad it was. Well, they posted a picture of Joe Biden and uh, his wife. He didn't wear stilettos, did he? No. That, but Dr. I, I did not did. need to hear that. <laughs> you hear that, we're going to have to just end this show right here and play some music. Dr. I'm gonna, Jill I'm gonna wore to go stilettos. To a, to a safe space. Dr. Jill wore stilettos and there's not a mess. Are you serious? Yeah. On their way to Florida. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I just need a piece. Uh, they are going to Florida. They, the president and the first lady, to meet with the governor and the first lady That's of right. Florida in a show of unity. Mm-hmm. As they, uh, I guess Biden is going to say, we're here to help Floridians. We care. Do the, you know, do the. Well, he is the uniter in chief, Joe Biden. Yeah. I say tongue well, in cheek. Yeah, we'll see. Well, but uh, that, that is good that, that he is going to Florida. Yeah. He went to Puerto Rico. So he's going to go meet with uh, Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis who's, a, who's a semi-fascist, isn't he? Right. Isn't, isn't that what Biden called you got a all, good the, point there, all Ed. the people who voted for You're going to humanize MAGA? a fascist? That's right, a semi-fascist. All right, so uh, uh, go ahead. He's only meeting with the non-fascist so part of him. So we're, we're, yeah. so we're po we posted that story, the New York Post. This is a very long story, and it looks like it's filled with a lot of information. The story about the FDA waiting to authorize the COVID vaccine so after, after the, the election. election. So Trump didn't get credit. And this is from Joel Zinberg, Dr. Joel Zinberg, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute and director of public health and wellness at the Paragon Health Institute. He doesn't he doesn't sound like he's a nobody. Right. And again, keep in in this got to put this story in in timeline context when the, as I mentioned last hour when you think about the COVID vaccines and you think about the, uh, you know, everybody, we all were hoping that they were the answer right. to COVID. As it turns out, uh, it, well, you, they were maybe a partial answer, but they weren't vaccines no. in, the, in the historical use of the term. That is, they stopped something from spreading. We certainly learned that or it didn't stop you from getting it. So I don't want to get into that again, except to say uh, we didn't know. We, we Everybody had high hopes for the vaccines, conservatives, liberals alike, at the time. And then... And do you remember that Donald Trump... You're interrupting me, <laughs> Steve. And I will put a note on your desk <laughs> anonymously. In my handwriting. In, in Ed's handwriting, if you do this again, because I can't even remember what I was going to say. What was I going to say? So... So, uh, so everybody had high hopes for the vaccine, 
So at the time, to with if in fact this is true and the FDA intentionally withheld the authorization until the day after the election, then in order for President Trump not to get credit for it, uh, that would have been an interference. I don't know what you can do about it, but uh, maybe the Republicans may do some kind of investigation. But and that would be criminal, probably because you know you were trying election interference. You know, it's in it's. I don't know if it's criminal, but it just sounds like it. All right, uh, go ahead, Steve. Do you, do you remember when Donald Trump announced Operation Warp Speed, which was going to get the um, vaccines, vaccines to market. by the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Remember, and everybody mocked him and laughed at him. You can't do that. It's impossible to do that. That's that would be. That would, yes. You can't do that. And he did it. And that's what they wanted to stop people from. Right. Nope. Get it, get for him getting credit for yeah. it. And uh, yes, I remember that. Exactly. Well, those, those a lot of those media outlets, and they just had Trump derangement syndrome and still do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next story. All right. You, we've been talking about how the Hispanic vote and, and the black vote are kind of migrating toward the GOP. I want you to listen to one. This is a Beto O'Rourke was down in campaigning somewhere in Texas. He's running for governor there. And picture this video. This is a video of a Hispanic gentleman walking up and standing beside him, like in a photo op, right? And this is what he says. Cut 11. I'm here with Beto. Just want to say, on behalf of Hispanics, we don't claim you. Oh, nice. Oh, man. (laughs) What? No, I didn't get that. What, What happened right there? Uh, this Hispanic guy walks up to him for a photo op and says, I'm standing Walk here up with to who? Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. To, he goes up to Beto O'Rourke and says, what, he, what did he say? He said, I'm standing here with Beto O'Rourke. And I just want to say on behalf of Hispanics, we don't claim you. And he walked away. Oh, because Beto O'Rourke claims to be Hispanic? Right. Does he really? He's not Hispanic, though, right? Oh, he says he is. I mean, you know, if, if Kamala's black, then he might be a Hispanic. That, you mean Elizabeth is an Indian? Mean. Well, you know what? I don't even know. We're getting to where, uh, at least with Hispanics, you really can't say the Hispanic vote anymore because they're getting split up more. Yeah. It used to be, I guess, Hispanics broke 70, 30, 80, 20 Democrats, but now now that gap is closing. Yeah. And uh, a lot well, of— There is no monolithic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know if that will happen with the African-American— it's funny you should say that. Community, because they've always been 90-10 Democrats. Listen to this. This is senior data reporter Harry Enton talking on CNN about the black vote. Cut three. Take a look here. This is black voters' electoral preferences and pre-election polling. Look, black voters are the part, the core part of the Democratic Party. And as you can see here in the race for Congress, look, they're still getting 74% support in the pre-election polling right now. But compare that to the final polling for 2020 president, and 2018 Congress. Back in 2020, it was 84%, 85% in 2018. So you're clearly seeing right here that there is less support for Democratic candidates for Congress among African-Americans. And you can look at the Republican column as well, and you can see that 12%, not exactly high, but that's actually the high watermark. It was 9% in 2020, 9% in 2018. So they are migrating. Well, well wow. that can't, uh, migrating, I don't know if that's the best word at this point, uh, but they're going to the Republican Party, pretty sure. You just try to get me. You just try to set me off with these comments. Right. That's funny. Right. Well, migrating. See, uh, we don't have time to explore that. 
but I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> I don't know how to. That's, huh? Well, listen, that's that's shocking. Yeah. I did a mouth drop, a jaw drop on that. 74%? We're, yeah. We're, yeah, the Democrats got to have 90% of African Americans to vote for them, or they're going to lose a lot of these elections. That's that's what makes some of these states um, toss-ups, yeah. is you have the high concentration of black voters in big cities. Right. You know, you, you, in Ohio, it's only close in Ohio because of Cleveland. Right. You know, that's, you know, it's only close in Pennsylvania because of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and to some extent, maybe Pittsburgh, but, uh, but because of Philadelphia. So if you start losing black voters in some of these big cities, right. And you get down to 70-30 or 65-35? Oh, that would be devastating for the, for the Democrats. They've got, they've got to have – And they've you know what have, I think it is? Without even – I don't know what the rest of your story says there, your service says there. I think you have a growing percentage of blacks in big cities who are getting scared to death of violent crime. Yep, bingo. And, and the economy, yes, but I think violent crime is getting w- – just absolutely out of control and uh liberals uh are soft on crime they don't believe in punishing criminals and the, and a lot of blacks are saying you know what my neighborhood i can't even go we're not safe anymore here and nobody's doing anything to stop the criminals and it's right. been and, under democrat control for a century yeah that, that's and, i think that's what's happening even if only 10 or 20 percent of people are thinking like that and let, and let me let me be let me be fair here, okay? We have talked on this show about the inordinately high percentage of violent crime in this country that is perpetrated by young black men. We've talked about those stats, but you know what we we don't always talk about is that the vast majority of black people from polling that I've seen are just like you said, Tim. They're terrified. They don't they don't want no, police being no being uh, defunded no they're terrified these people know who the criminals are in their neighborhoods they want to be protected they don't want their little kids right you know we i had my a couple of my grandkids walk by right, right. some of you saw me making stupid faces because that's what i do when my grandkids <laughs> walk by yeah waving at them black grandparents love their grandkids too they don't want a bullet flying through their front window right, right. and hitting one of their kids right so that that's a that's an excellent point they may be going, you know what, <clears throat> to your point too, Steve, we've had Democrats running this and the Soros-funded district attorneys won't prosecute. And now with these all these quote-unquote bail reforms, people commit violent crimes and then they're released within hours and they go out and commit more crimes. I'm tired of it. Well, listen, as I've said before here, the gross overreaction of our country after the George Floyd incident is, has led to a lot of this, these right. problems that we're seeing here as it relates to violent crime. Uh, and so the defund the police movement, you talk about idiocy, but it was legitimized. They did that in Milwaukee. They did that in other uh, places. Corey Bush very, is still saying it. Very, yeah, lo- very liberal places. And it wasn't a year later they're going, whoops, Right. We got to refund the police. We, we, this is getting out of control, the crime I'm talking about. So, um, and, and where is it happening uh, more, than, more than anywhere else? 
in big city America. Well, who lives in big city America? I'm talking about the inner city is African-Americans primarily, right? right? So that's where all this, a lot of this, and that's spreading out into the suburbs too, where you're getting more diverse, whites, blacks, Hispanics, and others, but a lot of whites live there. And so you're getting soccer moms that are also turning. Yes, but there's a, there's a big African-American middle class and upper middle class now. I mean, so I'm just saying, but, but, but if you go into big city, America and inner city, it's going to be 90% black, right? It probably a lot of Hispanic population yeah. in the inner cities is yeah. growing. Well, that's where, that's where the majority of the violent crime is taking right. place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And those people, um, are, are, are getting tired of it too. Who wants to live in a war zone. And the Democrats are telling them, Hey, we can't punish this person because we don't want to be unfair to him because he's black. And the black people there are going unfair. He shot my granddaughter. Right. And he carjacked my, my cousin. Yes. I don't care what color he is. Right. This is not a racial thing. This is a crime and punishment thing. Yeah. So, uh, and then the liberals want to go, what about social justice? Yeah. Oh, huh? Well, you go, well, we can work on that. Yeah. After you get rid of the criminals. And how do you define social justice? Right. Yeah. And George Soros, you pile that part of the problem in here. All right, Steve, go, go ahead. You well, got, just, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my Twitter feed and I got to tell you, uh, Elon Musk is concerned. One of the things he's concerned with is that there's not enough people in the world. He's the opposite of an overpopulation. He's looking at the birth rate and everything. Well, one he, of the, he's doing his part. Yeah, one of the yeah, it's true. One of the math geniuses on my Twitter feed tweeted this out: Instead of spending forty-four billion on Twitter, Elon Musk could have given everyone in the world a billion dollars, because apparently there's only forty-four people on Earth. <laughs> So, Who's this math oh genius? His name is Greg. That's all I know. Yeah. Do you remember there? I forget what. Uh, <laughs> I forget there was a um, a well known um, was it NBC uh, journalist? It wasn't Brian Williams, but remember that somebody made that argument. He had a guest on, made that yeah. argument, and he fell into the trap right. and said, "Yeah, that's right. They could you could just give everyone like a million dollars." And they were off by a magnitude of like a hundred. Yeah, I think. Well, if there's like seven billion people in the world, that would be what that's, five that's, bucks a piece. That's where five, Twitter, six, seven that, that's a piece? where Twitter fails humanity. Yes, right there. <laughs> when, when people are allowed to punch something out in sixty seconds without even checking their math. Yeah. To make some kind of political point, and then they have to go. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we got a minute left. I got a headline for you. Go ahead. This is from the Babylon Bee. Hurricane ravaged Florida town has raised the Ukrainian flag, so Congress will send it money. <laughs> that's over the- as usual. That's funny yeah. <laughs> because we're sending all kind. We're sending billions uh, over to you know, as, help the Ukrainians. Which- one of my guests just said they might also send them a lot of military equipment. But well, we're all, we're also helping, helping Florida, of course. You know, we we I don't know if people noticed we just went over thirty one trillion dollars in debt yeah um ah, who cares it's I, just you know i don't want we'll if i comment on that it's instead of run. paying off the debt we could give a trillion dollars to everybody in the country yes yeah that's the ticket Listen, yeah yeah that's it we're never going to pay off the debt in the history of the world america will huh that's well i'm just going to look i'm going to look over there at brent creeley and say your generation <laughs> not only won't have Social Security, we're going to leave a uh, big They'll have Social Security. Yeah. As long as America exists, there will be Social Security. Well, yeah. 
uh, the politicians will be will print money. They'll be hung. Depending on what happens in November, that's an open question. But anyway, America will exist. That's my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you go through the rest of your day and don't interrupt others. Okay? <laughs> Take it from me.